Hello, and welcome back to Building Blocks for a Biblical Marriage. I'm your host, Pastor Jeremy Varner. And I'm Allison. You may notice that we're in a new location today. Uh, we're actually filming from our library within our church. And the reason for that, Allison, is why? It's Q&A day. Q&A day. And what better place to find answers than in the library? So we're here today. Going to answer your questions in a lightning round. And uh, hopefully you guys will stay tuned. We've got some questions from our viewers. So let's jump right in. Allison, what do we All have right. today? Question number one. Okay. It's lightning round. Lightning round. Okay. Gotcha. So this is from a newlywed couple. Okay. What should be our main goal as a couple during the first year of marriage? Okay. Read that one more time, please. What should be our main goal as a couple during the first year of marriage? Okay. Uh, First off, I would say the first thing they need to do is get to know each other. Uh, There's going to be a lot of changes in that first year. In fact, statistically, uh, if you survive the first year of marriage... Uh, you uh, are on your way to a successful marriage. Now, of course, uh, in the Christian faith, uh, we recognize that um, what God has joined together, let no man separate. And that would be this man or that woman. Uh, We enter into marriage and God's design for marriage um, would be one man, one woman for life. We recognize life happens. Again, there is grace that is sufficient if you're watching and um, again, perhaps you're uh, on your second marriage, third marriage, whatever the case may be, the scenarios differ. Uh, we would say God is concerned with where you are today. So for this newlywed couple, whoever they may be, whatever the situation may be, first step, go to the Word of God. And we find this in the beginning. God's idea for marriage we find in Genesis. And if you'll go to Genesis chapter 2, Genesis chapter 2, it says this. It says, Uh, And Adam said, this is now bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, or as we like to say, whoa, man, Uh, because she was taken out of man. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. And they were both naked, and the man and his wife were not ashamed, a benefit of marriage. All right, so... Uh, first off, this word, uh, some of your translations uh, may say, leave and cleave. I, I want to springboard real quick, Allison. I know lightning round, got to hurry. But in our last uh, talk, we talked about dating. One concept that I want you to hold to on the heels of last session, sons leave, daughters are given. That's a biblical truth. You need to search the scriptures and weigh that one through. Sons leave, daughters are given. You stand before uh, the pastor at a wedding. He says, who gives this woman to this man in holy matrimony? And what's the answer? Yeah, her mother and I. Right. And so the father is there to give away the bride. Anyway, that's kind of pull it in from last week. But here, the word leave and this idea of cleave, I want to read you a quick statement. This is from Got Questions. To cleave means to adhere to, to stick to, or join with. Um, It's a unique joining of two people into one entity. It means we do not quit when things get tough, when things are not going right. It includes talking things out. Uh, It includes praying through things. It includes being patient 
as you trust God to work in both of your hearts, being willing to admit when you're wrong and asking forgiveness and seeking God's counsel regularly in his word. Great advice. Uh, again, so the question, uh, how, what, what, what? Yeah, what should be our main goal as a couple? What should be our main goal as a couple? During the first trust, year of marriage. Trust the Lord. Yeah. Seek the Lord. Leave your homes and cleave to one another. Don't run to mom and daddy when things get tough. Work it out amongst yourselves. I think that's probably the best advice I could give them. Leave and cleave. You're in this together. You're one. And you're in it for life. No matter how tough it gets, make sure that uh, you seek the Lord in it. Yeah. That's a great question, though. And I'm thinking just culturally speaking, it is different from when you and I were younger. Mm. You know, we... uh, this generation does tend to stay home longer with their parents. Yes. So I think that's a great question. That's a great answer because it puts back to the Word of God. It challenges the culture. Mm. You know, we're supposed to make our life together, not just stay home. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, you you become your own unit, your own entity, your family. The idea of leaving and cleaving and becoming one flesh as you begin to have children Uh, again, that is that is us. That's me and you combined. Yeah. When we look at our children, that's mm-hmm. that's that's one flesh right there yeah. that we have produced, uh, and we are a family entity, yeah. and we're responsible in that that yeah. leaving of our family units and cleaving to our own. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. Good question. Mm-hmm. The next question kind of follows suit with the okay. f- after the first. How hard is it to adjust to living together? Ooh, how hard is it to adjust <laughs> to living together? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, uh, I think a lot of it depends on um, who you married, mm-hmm. what are their bad habits, and you better get used to them. Yeah, <laughs> learn to deal with it. <laughs> yeah. So, again, God in his awesomeness has designed us differently. And the point of us coming together is that we might better function together. Mm-hmm. I was just reading this morning in, in my quiet time on the diversity of spiritual gifts and the point of those for the local church. And I've not been given every gift, though I think a lot of people think the pastor is to do everything <laughs> because they've paid him. Not the case. He's simply serving in his giftedness. And everyone within the body of Christ has a differing gift. And that's no different in the home, in a marriage. Uh, that's why God created woman. Why did he create woman, according to the scripture, Allison? Yeah, to be his helper. To be his helper. And as you noted from a memory feed recently, (laughs) what does that imply about us men? You need some help. We need some serious help. (laughs) Guys, if we're being honest, (laughs) we know that. We need a lot of help. This guy especially. And so just like in God's design for the body of Christ, uh, it's also his design throughout. And we're dependent upon each other. Just as our show indicates, building blocks. A block in and of itself is just a brick. Mm-hmm. Um, that does no good uh, unless you're picking it up to throw it at something. And even then, it takes a little muscle. And so the muscle behind our building blocks in our homes and our faith is Christ himself. And so his design is to put these blocks together, to put this blockhead and that beautiful mm-hmm. block <laughs> Together to form a unit, a home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, uh, again, read that question one more time because I want to let this sink in. How hard is it to adjust to living together? It's very hard. <clears throat> but it's also very important 
because Gary Thomas writes in his book mm-hmm. about the importance of your spouse has been given to you as a gift from God, and it's for your sanctification. Talk about that, Allison. How does that work in a marriage? Gary hits on that. What, what's his yeah, point? He talks a lot about um, holiness versus happiness and how obviously happen- happiness is not always there. You know, yeah. it's based upon your circumstances, your happenings. Mm-hmm. And if it ain't happening, it ain't happening. Yeah, so your holiness, your spouse is there to help you in your sanctification, to work on your holiness, to make you more like Christ. So if I need help with, let's just say, patience, he's going to help me. Give, Hi, give me lots of practice. I'm Mr. <laughs> patience Worker. Working on my patience, which is a good thing. Right. That is a good thing. Yeah. And, and if I need help in my prayer life, then... <laughs> He gives me. Give you lots he gives about. me Allison. He gives me my kids. Right, and, and that, and we joke, but it's true. It is true. The point in that is not to turn our guns on each other, That's to get right. upset with each other, and to blame each other. Yeah, uh, that does no good. But instead, what we should do in these moments of frustration, or differences, or struggles, or trials, or tribulations, number one, God says, ask for wisdom. He'll give you. Wisdom, if we come asking with the right motive. And also, it's important that uh, we recognize that it's God who's at work in me mm-hmm. to complete what He's begun. Yeah. And what better place than in the home and in a marriage with people who love you and you love? And that's important. Yeah, yeah. Next question. Oh, go ahead. You were going to say something. Finish that. Um, well, going back to the body of Christ, mm-hmm. you know, you talked about everybody has a different gift. Yes. And you talked about our children, mm-hmm. how our children are all four from the same two people. Yep. But all four are completely unique. Yes. Even though they come from the same two people, they are completely their own person, their own personality, their own giftedness, likes, dislikes. Mm. Um, and no different than the Holy Spirit does for us. You know, we're, we're a product of salvation mm-hmm. each one of us yes and we all are from the same gospel from the same god same seed but, planted in our heart yeah, absolutely but we all are different and it is for the body yeah it, like i was reading in the in the first corinthians 11 passage today 12 uh first corinthians 12 where it talks about again the diversity of gifts it's one lord mm-hmm. one father one baptism you know it's one spirit it, and it's for the same purpose. Yeah. My giftedness, your giftedness, it's for the same goal. It's you know, it's like yeah. I always use the analogy uh, like a football team. Uh, mm-hmm. Of course, I think we have a basketball team with the amount of kids we mm-hmm. have, uh, and even a couple of subs on the bench. That's but anyway, <laughs> and when you think about a team, the team is working together. Not everybody's a point guard. Mm-hmm. Not everybody can dribble. All right. If you everybody's dribbling, you got a bunch of ball hogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, some have to be the center. Some have to be the forward in football. Somebody's got to be the quarterback. Somebody's got to be the wide receiver. Somebody's got to be the lineman. Yeah. If everyone does their job and serves in their role and, and executes their function, <clears throat> then you're going to have success. Yeah. You're going to get victories. You're going to win. Yeah. And that's no different than in a home uh, when we follow God's design. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's good. All right, next question. So. Lightning round. Okay, another good one. Best ways to get on the same page with your spouse during a disagreement instead Mm. of agreeing to disagree? Well, I'm going to have to agree to disagree on this question. (laughs) No, just kidding. Uh, How to get on the same page? Well, this is the beauty of a home 
that is united in Christ. Because if we are in our marriages uh, married to someone who claims to know Christ as our Lord and Savior, then our help is in the same place. Our our help is in the same place regardless, whether you're a believer or non-believer. Christ is our only answer. But as believers, the Bible says, let this mind be in you which was in Christ Jesus. So if I desire what God desires, when you and I have conflict, what does God desire? He desires reconciliation. Mm -hmm. He desires restoration. And so there should be no problem short of pride. Mm -hmm. Pride's what keeps us from wanting to come together. And this isn't just in marriage. This is in relationships at large. Your coworker at work, that church member who wants to walk away from the relationship and not communicate, uh, that happens in in homes, countless homes where oh, yeah. there's avoidance. Yeah. All right, and they'll justify the avoidance. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the silent treatment. Right, uh, I'm just going to be kind, but I'm not going to say any more than I, than I need to. Um, that's not that's not the love of Christ. While you and I were still enemies, God loved us and he sought us and he desired even to the point of dying on a cross in place of us when we were enemies. How much more should love cover a multitude of sins? How much more should I, because I love you and as my spouse, when there's disagreements, you and I should be on the same page for no other reason because we recognize the love of Christ as displayed at the cross of Calvary. What, what would you say in regards to getting on the same page yeah, with your spouse? Definitely the Word of God would be the, the litmus there, mm-hmm. you know, the standard. Okay. But I think also, I don't know about this question in particular, if they had something specific in mind, but most of our arguments, people in general, are on things that do not matter. Oh, Yes. You know, so like Wendy's versus Chick Fil A, yeah. <clears throat> or I was going to bring this one up. <clears throat> Our very first fight as a married couple. Do you you remember this? I know you do. Oh yes, I do. So we were <laughs> in college. Right. We lived in the married. Notice dorm. all of our fights were in college. That's a good thing. <laughs> all right. Well, we haven't got to all of our. Fights, oh yeah, this but. is true. <laughs> Stay tuned. Oh boy. But, but go anyway, ahead. yeah. So yeah, in, in the married dorm. Right. Yes. Because. But married couples. Yeah. yeah, I was working. I was already done in school. So I was working as a teacher across the street. Jeremy was still in school. Mm-hmm. Had a year left. Right. Was I was working security. And I had just come off the graveyard <clears throat> shift. That, that That's yes. a qualifier. Yes. It's important. Yes. Because when you've been up all night, <laughs> you got to understand a little bit, yeah. right? Cranky and, pants. And you had to go to school. Had to so go to school. So you had to work all sleep. night. All, worked all night. Then you had to come home, shower, shower get, get ready, ready and yep. go to class. Mm-hmm. Shower. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And and we lived in a one room. Yes. It was a one room dorm. I'm not kidding it's when I true. say I could jump from my couch yes. onto my bed. It's the truth. Which I did often. And it then reach fun. over here and uh put a drink on the kitchen table. Yes, on the kitchen table. It was table. that close right. from the right. couch. Yes, yes. It was indeed. that it was super close yeah. tight quarters. Yeah. We <laughs> so. were very close in our marriage. <laughs> yeah, just But go ahead. Yeah, yes, I'm sorry. But um and so it was in that transition time. Jeremy was getting off work, going to go to class. I was getting up, getting ready to go teach class mm-hmm. across the street. And I forgot to put the the wet laundry from the washing machine into the dryer. And that was downstairs, and you had to pay with quarters. It was mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Well, why didn't he put them in before he went to work? If he's a man, he'd have done it. 
Sorry. Well, that was our first first married married really big fight. Really big was fight. over laundry. Dude, literally it was, over laundry. Yes. It was bad. It was so bad. I I remember I had to. <laughs> I'm just going to walk away, go to class, walk away, go to my friend's dorm room and say, dude, I just need to go for a drive. Just drive me somewhere. <laughs> That's how bad it was. Because I didn't know how to handle conflict. Yeah. But but yeah, yeah. But go ahead. It was over, literally over long. That was yeah. my whole point. Yes. It was nothing big. It was just, in my mind, in your mind, it was huge. Right. Now, with the exception of that one, because it was our first big fight, the reality is, and we learned this, I think, through that. Is this really going to matter yeah. 10 years from now? Mm-hmm. And the answer in most of our conflicts is no. Yeah. Who cares if whether or not uh, I had the uh, Piedmont-approved pants for the day? Yeah. <laughs> All right? So I didn't have a shirt to tuck in uh, that day. Give me a demerit and move on in your marriage. <laughs> um, but the reality is we fuss so oftentimes in married life over things that are meaningless. Yeah. And we make this big character deal. Yes. That you are not meeting my standard. Like, mm. you know, I cannot get over. I, this is just hypothetical. Talk, yep. I, well, I'll give you a real one. Yep. Mm-hmm. My husband, will, still to this day, take off his sport coat, oh, suit nice. coat, and hang it up in the closet, which I'm thankful. I've learned to be thankful. Yeah. But he puts it on the wrong hanger. Oh, I'm a wrong, not only am I a towel dropper, I'm a <laughs> wrong hanger. He puts it on hanger. the wrong hanger. You know, yes. the suit coat or sport oh, yeah, coat yeah, has yeah. this big has a special design, the big bulky. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hanger. Right. Yeah. And I'll put it on the little flimsy one. Yeah. And it breaks. Yeah. Countless times. Or it makes the shoulder sag when yeah, you put it on true. like it sags. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, I yeah. can't make a make a character no. trait like right. he will not listen to me he he doesn't respect me he doesn't i can't yes, you, go there right, right. that's ridiculous right. it's well, just a coat a coat it's a coat hanger it's a coat hanger Who yeah but it's cares? much deeper than that allison <laughs> he, there's a real problem with yeah. him he's hanging it on yeah. a hanger you've said not to hang it on <laughs> that's disrespect but i will say this for all you women out there and this or and moms too I have learned over the years, be thankful for those. Mm-hmm. Because that means I have a husband that I can actually fix the coat the or the hanger. Yeah. I have children that mean that I have laundry to take care of. That mm-hmm. means I have children. Yeah. Those are things that we can be thankful for. Yeah. And and that's a good point because a lot of times we get so self absorbed yeah. on wanting you to meet my expectations. Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to, speaking of laundry, I'm not going to air out my wife's dirty laundry here in, in regards to her coat hanging stuff. Yeah. But you can imagine, as we all are fallen creatures living together under one roof, we have these things that come up. Yeah. And our marriage is no different than your marriage. You know what your issues are in your home. You know the things that are, that are the triggers, yeah. right, that set you off. But here's the point. Those things, in light of eternity, really don't amount to much of anything. And if love covers a multitude of sins, get over yourself, is what I want to say to myself. I say that. Self, precious, good looking, whatever whatever (laughs) I'm feeling that day, whatever I identify as that day, (laughs) I just, (laughs) that, you know, get over yourself, Jeremy. So what? She didn't do something you ask of her. 
How many times have, have I not done what you've asked of me? We are imperfect people yeah. serving a perfect God. Yeah. And that's where our grace is found. And when I look to a perfect God and I see how he is more than graciously overflowed in abundance of grace into my life in our relationship, yeah. who am I to deny you uh, that same grace because you didn't wash my stretchy pants? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, yeah, a very good question. Very good point. Yes. Just let the grace of God overflow in your life, and especially in your marriage, yeah. but in all your relationships, one with another. Yeah. Uh, it's important. You're going to mess up. Uh, when, when people mess up with you, give them grace upon grace. Yeah. How dare you hold an account over some, well, you don't know what they did, preacher. You're right. I don't know what they did. But I know what I've done, and I know what you've done in regards to your life before Christ, you were an enemy. You were dead in your trespasses and sins. But God, who is rich in mercy, but God, who is rich in grace, uh, he forgave you. How about let's learn to, especially in our marriages, uh, to forgive as God in Christ yeah. forgave us. Yeah. There's there's a building block yeah. you can build on. Yeah. And there again, the word of God being the standard. Absolutely. Not my preference. Yeah. Now, if if you if we're having a, a disagreement mm-hmm. over a scriptural thing, like you or me want right. to go off and do whatever, sure. and that's out of bounds of scripture. Yes. That's yeah. when you need to say no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Word it, of God's it, the standard. Right. And we'll talk a lot here. And, yeah. and, and we, again, because our target audience mainly is going yeah. to be those who are of the Christian faith. And so we kind of, it goes without saying that, uh, again, that is our standard. Yeah. When someone is outside the bounds, uh, uh, outside the boundaries of God's Word, then that's different. All right. Those, those are to be dealt with. Uh, who am I to obey, God or man? You be the judge. We obey God in those moments. Yeah. But yeah. So what do we got? All right, next maybe one? one more. Maybe one more. Maybe maybe one or two. We'll see see how we're doing here. Okay. Go ahead. So next, I would like to know how I can control my emotions and hmm. anger towards others. Ooh. Well, uh, clearly one of the fruits of the spirits. Uh, let's go over to Galatians. Uh, we shall go to Galatians. Galatians five. Galatians 5. So, uh, speaking of fruit, we're going to need to finish this up. I think Allison's getting hungry over here. I'm starting to hear a little rumble in the tumble. Galatians 5. And let's see here. Let's uh, let's pick up our reading. Um, and uh, let's see. Where do we want to where do we want to begin at? Let, let's just begin for context's sake. Um, well, let's just go to 22. We'll just we'll just start there. But the fruit of the spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law, and those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit." Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. So, again, one of the fruits of the Spirit, self-control. So, 
you they want to know how they can control yeah. their emotions and anger yeah. towards others. Uh, I believe it's in exercising the fruit of self-control, which comes forth from the Holy Spirit. If the Holy Spirit indwells you, the Holy Spirit has sealed you until the day of redemption, then you need to recognize that your battle is not flesh and blood. That's the first step. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think in Second Corinthians, if we can go there, Second Corinthians chapter 10, we're reminded of this important truth. It's in uh, chapter 10, verse 3. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Here it is. Bringing every thought captive. Bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. This passage reminds us that, number one, you're not my enemy. Okay, this not it's not flesh and blood. Okay, uh, I always cite the case in with Peter. You think about Peter. Peter's one of the only disciples. Uh, Jesus actually looks at him and calls him Satan. He says, "Get thee behind me, Satan!" Now, clearly, he's not speaking to Peter. He's speaking to the principality and the power that was influencing Peter in that moment. And even in the moment, Peter's motive seems pretty good. Yeah. I'm not going to let you die. I'm not going to let you go to the cross. I'll fight for you. Even to the point that he hacks a man's ear off. He, he was willing to back up what it was that he believed in. And he believed Jesus was his friend. Jesus is a friend of mine. I got a friend of Jesus. Good song. Google it. Um, and he was willing to slice the ear off of a guy. And I heard a preacher say recently, Peter's kind of got to cut you. I thought that was good. And... Um, but he meant well. But guess what? That was doesn't matter how good the motive was in that situation. It was out of line with the authority of God's word. It was the will of God for Christ to go to the cross. And any anything that was going to try to inter, intercept that or run contrary to that, uh, that was not of God. That was of the flesh. And too often times we get in the flesh. Too often times we think, hey, this is this is right. It is wrong. Our intention may be good, but it may not be in line with what God desires. And so I need to combat that not through flesh and blood. I need to combat that through the the power of God. It says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. And so we got to bring those thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ. And so... If I find myself getting angry, um, I need to to step back, self-control, right? Walk in the Spirit. Let this mind be in you, which is in Christ. Recognize, okay, what's going on in this moment? Uh, this is, Allison's not my, my enemy here, or if it be a co-worker or fellow church member. Again, is this, is this going to bring forth... Uh, edification? Is it going to help our relationship, heal our relationship, hurt our relationship, bring damage to our relationship? So we got to weigh these things and think through these things. But bring those thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ. And then be ready to punish all disobedience. 
when your obedience is fulfilled. So by walking in the Spirit, by obeying God's Word in the moment and, and not getting in the flesh, I am being obedient to what the Spirit wants me to do. So yield to the Holy Spirit in those moments. Don't yield to the flesh. And that's easy said, mm-hmm. hard done. Yeah. Uh, and none of us are immune. Yeah. And, and oftentimes in marriage, your spouse will blow it. Mm-hmm. A lot of times in a friendship or relationship, your friend, your, your coworker, your church, they'll blow it. And, and here again, recognize that when that happens, is that person for you or are they against you? I mean, can, can you really just step back and remove yourself from the moment and recognize it for what it is? Is this a spiritual, is this a spiritual thing happening here to bring division and strife, to bring damage and harm to the body of Christ? And oftentimes when marriages fall into those kind of categories, it is a damage to the testimony of Christ. Go back to our first episode, or second, your, your marriage tells a story. If you and I get to such a place in a fuss and a fight that we're, we're in the flesh and we, we say or do things, and when then we don't bring reconciliation or restoration uh, as God would want us to do, then we've, we've not just failed once, we've failed twice. Yeah. And that ramification, our marriage tells a story of that that grace, that forgiveness you and I preach and teach really doesn't mean much to us. And, and I think that's the greatest tragedy. Mm-hmm. But what what would you say, Allison? I know I kind of dominated yeah, that with no, this that thought, good. but no, what good. are your thoughts? My first thought was um, that embracing that sanctification. Hmm. You know, that we talked about holiness, your spouse is, is helping you in your holiness and your sanctification. If this anger and your emotions are against your spouse, well, let God have his way in you. Hmm. Let, you know, embrace that having to practice those things that's that's chipping away the rough edges in your life that's mm-hmm. a good thing right so you know just keep at it keep working on that the other thing I when you were talking about that Peter passage well about Peter Jesus saying get thee behind me Satan mm-hmm. talking past Peter if I can say it like right, that right it would have been easy for Peter to walk away and be like you know what forget it that offended me that bothered me and I don't like it yeah. and I'm just I'm gonna walk away yeah. I mean, he called him the devil. Yeah. He he easily could have done yeah. that. Yeah. But he didn't. Right. He didn't do it because why? He knew who Jesus was. He yes. knew Jesus. He loved Jesus. Yes. He knew Jesus was not going to do anything to try to hurt him intentionally. Right. That's right. And so I think in those moments when you are just can't can't believe your spouse said whatever they said. Right. Just know that they love you, yeah. or they wouldn't be married to yeah, you. That's if, right. If they didn't want to be married to you, they wouldn't. That's right. They married you for a reason. They love you. So in those moments, I would just encourage anybody just to look past that moment. Mm-hmm. Like you said, my spouse is not my enemy. Look past it. Know who they are. Don't just, you know, get so mad and been out of shape that you can't. You don't want to try to reconcile. Right. No. Very. Very important. Uh, again, uh, hashtag where's the lie, right? <laughs> Allison, this has been good. I like the lightning round. We got a lot of other questions. Maybe we didn't answer your question today. Would you write us and uh, anything's on the table? Uh, and if it's not, we'll put it on the table. So uh, write to us, pastor at cbclagrange.org. And again, you can uh, remain anonymous, but that will require creating a Gmail account. <laughs> uh, I don't endorse that, uh, again, under an anonymous name. But hey, you do you, boo. Um, or not. <laughs> bad advice. <laughs> Seriously, 
write us, pastor at cbclagrange.org. We'd love to have your questions. We'll feature them on a future show. Again, you can remain anonymous if you don't want us to uh, mention who's writing this, and uh, uh, we'll just stick to the referencing us, probably, um, uh, or come up with some unique names. Mr. and Mrs. Cadilla Hopper. There you what, go. Was that, was that the name? I like that. Uh-huh. Cadilla, it was Cadilla Hopper. Cadilla Hopper. Mm-hmm. My mentor used to yep. say, Mr. Peter Paula. Mr. and Mrs. Cadilla Hopper write to us and say today, <laughs> we'll use that in a future podcast. Guys, it's been great having you with us today. Keep those questions coming. And also, by the way, we have an upcoming special event. Allison, won't you tell them what's happening right here in the big town of LaGrange coming up May 12th and 13th. Yes, May 12th and 13th, we are having a building blocks of a biblical marriage conference. Okay. And so it'll be Friday and Saturday, uh, dinner, right? Dinner provided uh, Friday night and then lunch on Saturday as well. And how would folks register for this? So you go to our church website, cbclagrange.org. Probably see it right up there at the top. Yep. Mm -hmm. And you can register there. And I believe is it how much is it? Twenty five dollars per couple. Per couple. Wait a minute. That includes food. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Two so meals. You explain. We're getting a, a bougie food on Friday evening. Hopefully we're getting some nice, some nice food, right? Okay, get us some nice food beyond so, uh, sardines and saltine crackers. Yes, it'll be beyond that. Awesome. And then uh, you're going to feed them again on Saturday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then what else happens? Is there other? Conference sessions? Yeah, what, what, of what's course. going on? There'll be main sessions. There'll be breakout sessions. So I'll meet with the wives. Jeremy will meet with the husbands. Okay. A couple of times. Yeah. And um, yeah, so it'll be a good time. So we'd love to have you. Again, you can go to our website and register today. Uh, please invite folks from your church. It'll be a good outing on a Friday evening and Saturday as well. We hope you can make it. Uh, again, keep those questions coming. We love having you with us. And don't forget, folks. Uh, You are living stones if you know Jesus Christ. Since we're living stones, go build something great.